This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Services. What's up, Brew Nation? Johnny Gammon and Coach Tony Miller on the What's Brewing Podcast. We have Coach Uwaro of the men's basketball team joining us today. It's already that time of the year. It's hard to say it, but uh, we're into October, and and before we know it, the the basketballs will be going up, and the basketball season will be uh, completely underway here at Bob Jones University. So, Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. I know we got you on, on a time that your calendar is a little bit less uh, less full than during the season. Thank you for having me, Johnny. It's good to be back. Let's uh, let's talk. Obviously, last year was just such a, a whirlwind of, of everything for you personally. I mean, you came into uh, the program and your first college job, um, and to have the season that you did, just kind of give me a um, you know as you got into April and May, just kind of the 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 things that you looked back on for you personally as it being your first your, your first college job and the things that you learned over that first year. Well, I think. I always think it comes back to relationships, and I think first semester last year, it took the players getting to know me, get me getting to know them. Uh, I think every day you make a deposit, and that, that deposit builds trust, and uh, if you're just consistent with that, if you've deposited a, a hundred times, let's say, uh, that trust is really built up, and while we're all human as coaches, we make mistakes. Uh, I think that I fully had their trust by the time we were going into second semester, and um, I really think that's a big part of it. We were not a unified group when we started off with, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and that's not unusual uh, when there's a coaching change. And really, we just talked about the fruits of the Spirit and whether we were exhibiting the fruits of the Spirit or the fruits of the flesh. And as we went through that study, you know, I think we – we started praying for each other more and we started it's very hard to have animosity or or anything like that not that there was a, a great deal of that but it, it's a lot easier to be unified when you're praying for each other daily and once those things became a habit and the relationship part of things was taken care of i really think the we always had enough talent to be doing better uh, but we, when we loved each other and we were fighting for each other i really think that was a a big t- turning point in our season uh, we had some good senior leaders step up. Uh, Justin really uh, became a captain second semester, and Justin was a huge part of our turnaround. And uh, all three of our captains did a really good job. They were each strong in different areas. And Justin uh, was a more vocal guy. And at the point in the season where Justin became captain, we needed a more vocal leader, and Justin did a really good job with that. So, um, But each, every time I look back, I really don't look back on wins and losses. You, you look at the great coaches in history, and they never. T- John Wood never talked about winning or losing. Nick Saban doesn't talk about winning or losing. It's always about doing things right every day and putting yourself in a position to win. And always talking about the process. And I figured if that's good enough for John Wood and Nick Saban, then <laughs> I probably ought to learn something from that. I'm starting to realize that when you sp- just, I mean, you spend enough time around somebody, he basically answers my questions before. I have the opportunity to answer them, but um, I think it really is almost cliche people talking about the little moments that build up and how turning points don't always have to be these huge, huge uh, moments through the season. We had some of those last year, but I think it was, he mentioned several accumulation of little things along the way, and uh, I don't recall ever us once, to, to what he's saying, I don't know that we ever once talked about winning a game, you know, the 
we got on the win streak and I'm not really sure that any of us cared about the win streak or talked about the win streak or it, it wasn't about any kind of streak. Like nobody, nobody cared about that. And even all the way up to the very national championship game, I still don't remember even talking about winning. Um, and so it was a very unique group. We had a lot of older players that provided that stability. They had been through winning streaks and losing streaks and they didn't really care about that either. It was just kind of, we're going to have a mindset of we're going to come in and do what we're supposed to do. And, let the rest take care of itself. Um, do you think that kind of has changed a little bit here at the beginning of the season? I mean, it's we don't have the same kind of players that we had last year, and so how how have you approached it differently just going into the season? Well, I spent all summer, every Sunday night, um, my captains and I went through a book together all summer, and so every Sunday night we would talk about the chapter that we went through, and we knew that accountability was going to be a, a bigger deal. I think that's a good Christian principle, but I think it's a good life basketball principle as well. And really worked with my captains on being more prepared and, and having to be a little bit more involved in the players' lives than our captains had to last year because our captains last year were mostly captaining people who were their same age or, or a year a year below them. And so it's a totally different environment, but that's you know, it's not either a bad or a good thing. It's just a different thing. And uh, I think there's a good energy. There's a good youthful enthusiasm with all the young guys that we have. But the fact that they haven't even played a scrimmage or a game yet, they really don't know. They think they know what, what college basketball is like. And the first week of practice really shocked them. And the the amount of demands on their time have really been surprising for them. And um, they've taken their first hit or two, and they're, we're seeing how they how they're responding to that academically, and and what we're dealing with in practice. And you know, you look at the first month of our season, and you know, we talked about last year's schedule being the toughest we had ever scheduled. And uh, we like by to golly, outdo, we, we did like it to again. Outdo ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> by golly, we did it again. And again, if you're if I was only concerned about my win loss record, then I would plead with Coach Miller as he helps make the schedule that that we only schedule people that we're pretty sure we can beat and but I don't think that ever teaches us anything. God has kind of set the path in the Bible where the the way we learn things is often most often through trying times, and that's the way a, a team gets unified. And you look at why the military puts their their guys through a boot camp, it's because they want to know how they're going to react um, in times of battle. And, and I'm kind of looking at October 30th through November 30th as our, as our boot camp. We'll see what we're made of. We'll grow together, and uh, we'll come out of that first month of basketball a lot stronger, ready to take on our, our region schedule that – this year, in difference from last year, this year we play some region games first semester, and so we really need to be ready. Uh, we don't have time to get a little bit better or a little bit smarter over Christmas time during a break. We need to do that during that first month of basketball games and be ready to go in December for our region games. As you guys come in, obviously we had um, we, we talked about last year the, the enormous amount of veteran leadership that we had this year. You, you've got you kind of flipped the team on its head almost, which happens you know over the course of uh, college basketball. Uh, but you go from having a lot of veteran players, a lot of veteran leadership, to not a lot of veteran leadership, and very few. I mean, do we have seniors this year? I think maybe one, one, one or two somewhere around there. Um, and, and so, how do you, as a coach, have to kind of not not change the process, but understand that you know there's there's one thing that a veteran player is going to understand that a that a freshman or a sophomore isn't going to fully grasp yet. So how has that had to to, to change in the off season? How do you guys do that process? 
Again, I think we've tried to do that. We've set up accountability partners within the team, and we're trying to help each other be accountable with our grades, um, you know, in our spiritual life and all of that. And I think that off the court process, there's so much time, more time you're spending off the court. 22 hours a day are spent off the court. Only two hours a day are spent on it. And I, I think those 22 hours really help those two hours be be a lot more meaningful. And while I am never pleased as a coach, I really do think that these guys are maybe even a little bit further than we thought that they might be this this far into the season. They're they're really trying, and as long as the efforts there and the and the attitude is there, uh, I think they'll continue to grow. But you know, Jason has has been through a lot. He's a little bit older of a leader, and he's a captain. Chapman being out last year. He really did a lot of captain-type things while he wasn't able to play. He really became a coach uh, in a lot of ways on the bench. When guys would come out, he would actually be coaching them. And, you know, Chapman is a coach's son, and he thinks that way. And Jason is a coach's son, and he thinks that way. And, and so I do think we have some good leaders. And Chris doesn't have captain by his name, and Keontae doesn't have captain by his name. But they are just as much leaders as, as everybody else, and they're really doing a good job. Uh, really, I think the the key for me looking in the mirror is to be patient because I always want things to be done the right way, and uh, God has been very patient with me, and so I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to take that characteristic and be as patient as I can be. But I think we need to repeat things a lot more. I think that's one thing that's different is we just need to not move as fast to the other things. We need to repeat things a lot more and go over things a lot more than maybe we had to for a semester last year, but that's but that's okay. That's as okay. you guys – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you on there. Um, You're good. Last, uh, last year, you know, from the X's and O's standpoint, we had a team that was, was – uh, I would say, you know, we were able to convert from the outside, but also get into the lane. We also had the big guys down low. How do you think from the X's and O's standpoint, last year's team is going to be different from, from this year's team? Yeah, last year we had everything. Um, you know, having a point guard that was a leading rebounder on the team, that, that very, very rarely happens. And so I think X's and O's, that's going to be a big thing for us, is the big guys who traditionally are – are supposed to have the rebounding responsibility. They're going to have to actually do a little bit more of that this year, and they're going to have to do that responsibility. They're going to be around the basket a lot more. Um, we're going to we're going to need to get some easier shots. We're probably going to at times have to push the pace a little bit and be shooting earlier in the clock. I I think when you're shooting too early, a lot of times that means you're playing defense a lot more. And last year we had a really good mix. We could play fast or we could play slow. Um, we could have Justin or Dustin from the outside, or we could have Quez, Chris, Jason on the inside. And we don't have all of those same things right now, but that, that really is the fun of coaching, is figuring out a different way to win. Uh, if it were easy, anybody would do it. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing. And so, you know, Coach Miller, Coach Champion, and I, we we spend the beginning of each week planning out that week, and we spend a lot of time before the season actually planning out the first month of practice until we play our game. And so we're just trying to execute that plan right now. And um, really we'll find out during that first month some of the X's and O's that need to change. We think we know, but until we see how guys respond in a college environment, we don't really know that we know and, until we start playing. You don't really know until you know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and from a newcomer's perspective, I mean, you, you don't – there's not six guys that are already there that are already established, so it creates more competitiveness. And, you know, to his point, he said that 
they are freshmen. Sure, they make mistakes, but I, I personally think they're further along than a lot of freshmen that we've had in the past, but it's because they've had to be, and I think that will just be accelerated once we start playing some actual competition. I agree. You know, people are obviously concerned about Nate and the offseason injury that he had, and, you know, Nate has been a kind of done what Chapman did last year. He's saw other ways that he could help the team, and Nate has been an incredible teammate. He's really stepped up in his off-the-court maturity and really his love and care for his teammates. And I think um, God really has his attention, and um, we're hoping that Nate can come back, but we're not we're not counting on that. I mean, we, we, we are who we are right now. And, you know, if Nate comes back, that's a bonus. Uh, and we hope that he's able to do that, but we need to focus on, on who's playing right now. And the more that we call them freshmen, I think the more that we're giving them an excuse for not, for not figuring things out. And so we've, as a coaching staff, we've tried not to address things that way. And we just try to say that you're a player. This is what a player needs to do, and and let's just fix it. We're not trying to build in any excuses right now. We're trying to hold them to the same standard that we held the players to last year. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun season regardless. It kicks off October 30th. The men's team welcome uh, Montreat College, and it'll be a home opener, which is which is something we don't usually get as a home opener, so it's going to be an extra treat. Uh, follow all the, the information about the Bruins basketball team on our website at bjubruins.com. Uh, you can also follow them on social media. They're on Twitter and Instagram at bjubruinsmbb for men's basketball. And uh, you can you can kind of get a uh, – men's basketball does a great job on, on social media of giving you kind of a behind-the-scenes look at the team and in practice and different things like that. So uh, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the What's Brewing podcast. Remember, you can listen on Anchor and on iTunes. And that's going to do it for this week's edition. For Coach Tony Miller, I'm Johnny Gamut, and that's What's Brewing. You've been listening to the What's Brewing podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Planning. To learn more, visit planfirst.com.